Well, ho, 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 holiday enthusiasts and Christmas cousins. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we've been trying to record this episode a couple times and both times and failed to record. My bad. We are back. So I am Cousins Chad. I couldn't even get and my I'm name right, Seth. <laughs> we've got us. I'm crawling back into bed. Ready? I am Cousin Chad. And I'm Cousin Seth. <laughs> and we are the Christmas Cousins. If you're new to the podcast, and basically everybody is because it's a new podcast, I have been a holiday devotee for years, doing all the traditions throughout the year, all the seasons, all the Christmas traditions. Uh, and Seth, it's just not been on his radar. So this is kind of his journey, his Christmas conversion as a festive freshman, learning all the traditions where we've gone through uh, Seth's initiation to Hallmark Christmas movies. That was another episode. We did his first pumpkin spice latte, the Starbucks versus Dunkin' episode. Coming up, we're going to do pumpkin and fall halls. We're going to do a ton more Christmas things. And uh, this episode, Seth, is going to be all about global traditions that are new to both of us that we brought to the table. So I'm excited about that one. How has it yeah. been going for you so far? This Good. It's been good. Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. Um, you know, starting off, I knew it had some awareness of different things. and But this is allowing me to kind of put everything together to create the bigger picture for me. But um, but getting into this, I, um, I, I really wanted to immerse myself in it fully. So um, what I did is two days ago, I went and exposed myself to some sort of germs or something like that. So I could get my, uh, my seasonal ailment going. <laughs> I, um, That's dedication. That is dedication. Oh, for, for sure. For sure. Um, Cause I'm good for usually two a year. Now that I say that, I, <laughs> I think I'm going to get another one added. You're um, ambitious. I like it. Yeah, yeah, but it the first one usually falls about this time, and it's um, it's no surprise that it's kind of in line with uh, the kiddos going back to school and everything. So, right. um, yeah, so so I got this. It's uh, I don't know, it's a holiday gift, um, and then um, yeah, I'm going through all the different um, I guess versions of this, and uh, I was at first, you know, it was warm, so kind of reminiscent of summer and all that stuff, and then about ten o'clock last night. Um, kind of settling in for the evening, um, I start freezing. Wow. So <laughs> you're, you're I, feeling the full Christmas vibes. Yeah. I was just like, I was thinking my my uh, my furnace went out and it's snowing outside. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was bundled up. I had sweatpants, sweatshirt, thermal underwear. Sweater I, weather. I love it. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I wish it was as exciting and uh, <laughs> yeah, calm. I guess it calm, but. Um, Did you have an actual <laughs> fever? Um, no, which was surprising. Wow. So it's, um, it's but yeah, I, yeah, it's, um, but I, it was kind of nice. So when, once the hallucinations kicked in and everything, <laughs> it was just like, yeah, it was very fast. So, the North Pole. What's going on here? <laughs> so this is great, man. Wow. So you're full on. You've gotten the seasons all festering inside your body, Seth. Uh huh. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Well, that's um, that is more dedicated than I am. I, I'm just wearing board shorts and feeling fine. So okay, <laughs> I've got to get into it. But I love that because that's all part of the journey. So well, I'm glad you made it today. That's uh, and I hope we hope you're feeling better. The Christmas cousins Thank community you. and I share our get well wishes. And um, first of all, before we start, I do want to say if they want to reach out and and say hey, get better, Seth, they can find us at at Christmas Cousins Pod on Facebook or Instagram, that's Christmas Cousins Pod. 
or email us, christmascousinspod at gmail.com, christmascousinspod at gmail.com. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you because today's show, we want to hear about your traditions. Today's show, we're taking you on a global sleigh ride through some of the quirkiest, at least to us, and most unexpected holiday traditions from around the world. So we've been basically tasked ourselves with taking uh, two countries each or two traditions each that Seth and I were uh, previously unaware of and learning a little bit about them and sharing them here with each other and with you, the Christmas Cousins community at large. So, I mean, we found things, everything from Yule goats, Yule cats to giant lanterns and more. So this is going to be a fun episode. So please grab your passport, get ready for a trip that's either going to leave you saying like, did they really do that? Or is this completely made up? I assure you, these are real traditions. So whether you're a holiday aficionado or a festive freshman, there's something definitely in store here to jingle your bells. So uh, we have scoured the globe. We found the traditions. Maybe it'll make you laugh. Maybe it'll scratch your head. The best thing would be if it inspires a new addition to your own holiday celebrations. So even if it's 110 degrees out, snuggle up, grab some cocoa or your favorite festive blanket as we unwrap the world's most whimsical holiday customs. So Seth, let's do this. Uh, Before we start, I do think on top of getting festive with your own uh, illnesses, you have uh, a new festive addition to the family. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We, uh, over the weekend, we, um, we welcomed our, uh, our new member of our family. Her name is Gracie, the Christmas kitty. Oh, I love Um, it. And she's adorable. I've seen pictures, the cutest little kitty. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. She's awesome. She's so been so much fun. But yeah, we went and picked her up uh, maybe Sunday, I guess, um, from a, uh, a friend of mine. Um, actually, he's one of the first people I ever met when I moved, when we moved up to Chicago. Um, we saw each other a couple times throughout the year, but um, we connected on Facebook and um, saw that he had some kitties. So we went over there and uh, take a look around. He's got a, a farm and his whole get up is actually a lot of fun. It was wow. just kind of walking around the farm and seeing everything. Dude, um, at this farm, do they do uh, fall traditions or Christmas traditions? Is this something you can report back from? Uh, they do. I, yes, I happen to know he does. Um, he used to be a, uh, a police officer in, in our area and stuff like that. Um, and I know he would go out and um, do things in, you know, at different places in the community, but he would also have something on his farm for oh, cool. kids and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, it's been a while. I don't know if he's still doing it. Um, I kind of hope he is. Um, maybe I can <laughs> get get him encourage him to do it and uh we got a show um, well, right. i love that oh that's cool so all right you're gonna have to f- really give us the rundown from that that'll be part of your christmas conversion your whole journey um but so speaking of cat seth i actually yeah. have a really cool one for us today here my okay. tradition if i'm gonna go first uh, yeah please i went all the way seth to iceland so Ooh. uh and it's very interesting what i found out they have a tradition um, that's called the Yule Cat, or known as Yola Katarin in Icelandic, or Yola Katarin, or however you say it. I'm, I'm trying my best. It's J-O-L-A-K-O-T-T-U-R-I-N-N with all different accents and syllables and things, or symbols, rather. So the Yule Cat, the Yola Katarin, it sounds adorable, right? It's this mythical creature from Icelandic folklore, but it's not like I'm thinking originally like it's going to be like a cuddly image like Santa's reindeers or the elves. 
But the yeah. Yule Cat is actually a fearsome and rather unusual Christmas character. So okay. <laughs> it goes all the way back to uh, this poem by this poet, Johannes Urkortlum, which I know you love. You're always quoting Johannes. And I can't tell you how much flack I get from people like, oh, my God. You're going yeah. on about him again? Always. Every party, this guy, what a whore. <laughs> but so basically, uh, all the way back in Icelandic folklore, the cat, the Yule cat is depicted as a massive, ferocious cat with sharp claws and a menacing demeanor that's larger than domestic cats and has glowing eyes. So originally, yeah, originally, <laughs> this isn't Gracie cat that you just got, the Christmas kitty. This is not a benevolent figure like Santa Claus, but rather a creature that in a very roundabout way encourages hard work during the holiday season. So yeah. <laughs> they say, and hold on to your seats here, Seth, on Christmas Eve, the Yule Cat prowls the countryside looking for people who have not received new clothing as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They could check out my closet. <laughs> yeah, I've got a little bit of classism because if you're getting hand-me-downs, this cat's going to uh, attack or devour you. Basically, they're saying... Uh, the Yule Cat's associated with your tradition in Iceland where it's customary to receive new clothing as a gift and those who do not receive it uh, incur encounter the Yule Cat, which might attack or devour them. Merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> right. Merry Christmas, kids. Now, it's supposed to encourage hard work. It's supposed to be a means to motivate people to finish their tasks before Christmas. And it's believed that those who work hard, they'll be rewarded with new clothing. So the poor kids of those parents who haven't done that they have to sit up, I guess, and worry all night about this Christmas Yule cat attacking them. Um, right. So basically, it's now looked at as like a quirky and endearing part of Icelandic Christmas Yule. The images can be found on holiday decorations. But for me, I'm thinking, oh, Christmas, the holidays, visions of sugar plums. But this Yule cat was more like a caffeine-fueled night terror, just roaming, prowling the Icelandic landscape, ready to pounce on anyone without new clothing. And so made the Grinch seem pretty darn friendly. And and I was like, what a hypocrite, this feline fashion frenzy that runs around naked and comments on your clothing. And, and it's like, it's supposed to tell you hustle and complete your tasks, finish your work and you'll escape my fashion critique. But uh, basically I would think it really just scares cats. Uh, and it's really, um, I found that to be a fascinating tradition. I do like how it's evolved over time to be more of a friendly um friendly and quirky and endearing thing, more symbolic and lighthearted than it once was. Um, but, he just but, gives you like little uh, fashion tips and stuff like that as opposed <laughs> to mauling you. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Like, yeah, whether you have new clothes or not, it'll even rank on your old clothing these days. So, <laughs> that was, uh, that was my time. <laughs> <laughs> time to pounce. <laughs> so have you ever been to Iceland, Seth? I haven't. I haven't. I felt no. like it last night, but <laughs> no, <laughs> internally you were there. Yeah. The, uh -huh. I think the, the closest I've come is when I visited you in Chicago and it was freezing enough for me that I was hoping a cat would just pounce on me and end it all. But yeah, it, uh, it didn't happen. So, but that's a little bit about my tradition. So that was cool. I knew nothing about Iceland. It's holiday traditions or it's, it's uh, imagine going there. I'm like, Oh, you cat. I can't wait to see it. I'd go down to pet this thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, wearing some old clothing you just traveled in, not fun. So that was, well, uh, that was, I happen to know, and yeah. I don't think I'm speaking out of school or letting the proverbial cat out of the bag, but <laughs> you are 
quite the dresser. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll be okay. Yeah, I think you're going to be spared. So. Nice. Okay, awesome. Thank you. And, uh, and Iceland it is. We'll do a, a live show from there, maybe this uh -huh. holiday season. Just a, just a few more listeners, Seth. So, mm -hmm. We went from Iceland, and where are you taking us on this global passport journey? Yes, we're going to go, if, let's see if my geography is correct, I'd say a little south. <laughs> um, oh, wait, are you north? Um, but we are going to the United Kingdom. Oh, okay. So nice. we're going to get another stamp on our passport. Um, Where the Cheshire Cat attacks you. <laughs> yes, yes. That's the theme. <laughs> so, well, fortunately, there was no mention of um, any cats or felines or really any animals for that matter with my other country but oh, nice. we'll, get, okay. we'll, we'll get to that and this um, is a, per a little bit of a personal experience you've had correct uh yes yeah absolutely so for years i've been uh, a bit of an anglophile so someone who loves uh, britain and the english traditions correct yes yes oh, I, my. I think that's what it is but yeah, yeah if anyone wants to write in or uh, give some clarification i can oh, yes. um, uh, christmas cousins pod at gmail.com nice seth good plot <laughs> thank you i'm getting the hang of it yeah. um so so yeah i chose that because um well i love the country i love every you know I say everything about it, most things <laughs> so, there's a couple of historical events that are probably not a little uh yeah, the, the War of 1812, when uh, I think they helped uh, burn D.C. or something like that, if I have my history correct. <laughs> yes. bit, of a bit of a stumble. Uh, yeah, I don't know why there's that mass exodus and people coming over here and stuff. But, um, yeah, so, anyway, but in addition to just loving all things, so my, my dad worked for um, a British steel company for, you know, 35-plus years. So we saw a lot of it. Um, but we had these neighbors. I, I grew up in, in Texas, uh, lived there until I was about 13. We had these neighbors. Um, they were English, uh, at least the, uh, the mother and father were. Um, the, um, the, the two sons, I don't know their background. Um, Batshit crazy, I think, is their background. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, they were crazy. It, Nice family stuff, but we we went over there for a Christmas dinner. It was very traditional Christmas dinner with all the different puddings and all that stuff. Um, Sounds lovely so far. Yes, yeah. I'm not a big pudding fan, but uh, so I was kind of like, uh, even at that age, I was like a little like pudding. You know, my damn like it, it didn't make. I'm thinking we're all going to get there. Everybody's going to get little. You know, uh, the pudding cups and like that's what it is. But um, it's a little more involved than that. So right. my, my, you didn't just peel the top off and eat it out of plastic. Right, right. My small American brain couldn't conceive of like, oh well, this is it. I only deal in literal alliterations. Um, so, so we would do that, um, and yeah, they're a great, it's a great family and stuff like that. But it's a little off, um, you know. It was a fun time and stuff, but you know, one maybe two members of the family got a little blind, stinking drunk. <laughs> but, um, but as is customary when you're around people <laughs> and, right. and you're a lot, you're a human being, and you're alive. Um, but, uh, so we'd go over there and all fun stuff. Um, but, uh, 
it, one of these individuals, yeah, he would um, he mow his lawn and um, and, and sandals, and um, he was a little intoxicated at the time, so it resulted in some missing toes and oh, no. you know very oh, difficult no. things. So um, I mean, that's wounds, but that's why. <laughs> How many toes? He started with 10. By the time he moved out of Texas to Chicago, how many did he have left? Yeah, I, he was at, well, when we left, he was at eight. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I, I can't imagine where he's at now, but. Legend has it, he has two left, two good ones. <laughs> right, right. I'm just working with one foot now. <laughs> but, uh, so, so he would get intoxicated, mow his lawn, get intoxicated, have you over for Christmas. So you're, you're having a Texas English Christmas tradition, basically, you're sharing with us. Uh, yes, yes. Was there barbecue too, or was it just all English food? No, yeah, it was all barbecue. You know, the, the Yorkshire pudding with the uh, the mint jelly, and um, so it was all it was all English, not Texas style at all. Yeah. Oh no, no. Okay. Yeah, you would have no idea other than. Um, yeah, other than we were in Texas, <laughs> it's, uh, it's um, yeah, and no one had a Southern draw or anything like that. So, right. um, but yeah, so um, and it was. I mean, in Texas, uh, I remember because they would do a ton of stuff. Um, we had neighbors um, who everybody would decorate, and it was you know you could tell who the the one Jewish family was <laughs> because they had nothing out. That was, that was um, you guys. That was you guys. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were one family within like 65 miles, I think. Um, <laughs> but I, th I think there were probably a couple others in the state of Texas. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we would. Um, and, and this was the neighbor, Seth, who you told me um, the neighbor kid who would skateboard with a boa constrictor around his neck. Yes. Yeah. That was one of them. That was, uh, that was my babysitter. <laughs> Wait, the constrictor, the boa constrictor was your babysitter? Uh, yeah, probably there were some nights. Yeah. He, he couldn't make it. <laughs> so he had something else going on. You were but, strangely well behaved. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to leave. You didn't move a muscle. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm going to leave you here with a snake and a Heather Locklear poster. So, <laughs> <laughs> and episodes of The Fall Guy on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very 80s Christmas. Very 80s Christmas. So, yeah. So, there was two of them. And then the other brother was quite the uh, colorful character himself. Um, he would make it a habit of, um, he liked to go out and, you know, feel the air, the fresh air blowing through his hair and stuff. And you go out and ride his, uh, his, he had a moped or one of those little scooters. Um, and he'd go out on a particularly uh, nasty evening. Um, I think when there was a tornado mm -hmm. <laughs> or hurricane predictions and um, he'd go out on these long rides and it, it, it actually worked out great because he'd go on these long rides and, you know, get out there. And then when he was done, the tornado or whatever weather, thing was going on would pick him up and drop him in his front yard um i was like well, that, yeah i'm like it doesn't get much better than that so i was no, like wow that's crazy that really they, that really happened he really, oh yeah no way <laughs> like hit by a tornado oh my god <laughs> well, this has nothing yeah. to do with christmas but this is an interesting sidebar <laughs> So, yes. This was his version of what happened. So, so your your Christmas tradition involves England, Texas, the Wizard of Oz, boa constrictors. <laughs> Jeez, you blew mine away. Mine was a fake cat. Yeah. 
but it's um yeah so these are some come some things that i was like growing up I'm like oh well this is how it is but um my goodness that's an interesting yeah, one yeah it was funny and i mean but yeah like all these um all these are traditions but so yeah I, I, while we did they did encompass some of the things like the christmas dinner um that's pretty standard um they did not have um it's called the christmas crackers which, oh yes i don't know I if just you saw these at the outworld market recently i thought they were actual crackers but they like okay. pop and crackle basically right uh yeah yeah so you twist it or pull it apart and um the thing it, blows up or <laughs> cracks it's probably a little better i knew this story would have an explosion at some point i just knew it <laughs> yeah absolutely um oh sorry just lost my earbud um and then when you open it and there's usually like a little paper hat in there that uh the person has to wear and then some sort of like novelty or uh joke gift and things like that so that is, that's getting wild the english tradition's getting wild uh for the for the holiday and and seth weren't you saying they have um a tradition of playing some insane music or something for one day or or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So there's one day where they um they play just cheesy, corny like Christmas songs and stuff like that. But I don't even know that it's specific to uh, Christmas songs because well, so one of them was by this guy of Slade. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other one was Mister Mister Blobby's Mister <laughs> Blobby. Um, I, I have a screenshot and we'll, we'll get it out there to everybody. Yes, we um, definitely have to. Mr. Blobby. I have not heard of that one before. Yeah. All I can tell you in the screenshot, and I'm guessing it's the music video. We'll have to go, go check it out. Um, yeah. it looks like the Peter Gabriel video with all, you know, his backup band, uh, oh all the, the girls in the, the black dresses playing, <laughs> you know, the, um, the monochrome instrument, yes. colored instruments. Uh, yes, like that. I'm pulling it up right now, Seth. I just pulled up, um, it came up on YouTube and it looks like basically Mr. Blobby is a bulbous pink figure covered in yellow <laughs> spots in front of uh, women playing instrument in black dresses, basically. Yes, I think that's a great description. It's, this um, is wild. This it is looks wild. like a bowling pin. <laughs> yes, it does. Some sort of skin disorder. <laughs> Did Gabriel have anything to do with this? I don't know. I have no is he idea. Mr. Blobby? Maybe Peter Gabriel's Mr. Blobby. Oh my God! It's like the you original Masked Singer. We don't know who Mr. Blobby is. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it's there are way, way too many similarities in this, this screenshot to the video. I don't know. That's yeah. That's uh, that's well, worth doing a little. Like, no, no. Oh, was I, that? I was just gonna say, if you're listening at home and you know anything about Mr. Blobby, email us christmascousinspod at gmail.com christmascousinspod at gmail.com or message us at christmascousinspod on instagram or facebook we need to find out more we this is yeah. uh, there may be a whole mr blobby christmas special coming up i don't know anything about it we will find out but it's saying online it was like the number one christmas song of 1993 could that be right oh my god that's correct yeah. that's weird so anyway seth that is um <sighs> That is a wild tradition slash story. It involved everything. I mean, drinking and explosions. <laughs> you brought the Seth. You brought the heat with that one. So, so far we've gone from Iceland to Texas with a side trip to England, uh, and now I'm going to go with my second tradition just to kind of keep us on track here a little bit. Um, 
have I have a Japanese Christmas tradition, Seth, which is really interesting. Have you heard about the KFC tradition, Christmas tradition in Japan? I, I have like KFC, like our chicken, the Colonel's yes. KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yes, in Japan. They have a tradition. This I had. I, I knew a little bit about this, but I really didn't. So I was happy to delve in and find out more. Um, to dive in and find out more. The tradition of eating KFC on Christmas. Though they actually in Japan, it's a huge celebration where they will pre-order KFC Christmas buckets, and that is their Christmas meal. So in Japan, Christmas isn't a national holiday. It's not traditionally associated with any kind of religious observance. It's more like a time for romantic outings or festive gatherings with friends and family. So KFC positioned itself as the go-to place for convenient Christmas meals. Uh, and they started this in 1974 with an ingenious marketing campaign, Kurusumasu Niwa Kentucky, which means- Could have said it better myself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I butchered it, but that means Kentucky for Christmas. So they basically featured festive Christmas meals at KFC restaurants. And the idea was to offer- just special Western style meals convenient for Japanese families who might not have access to traditional holiday foods. And it took off like gangbusters. Like literally you have to pre-order it weeks or months in advance, Seth. There's like long lines of customers waiting to pick up their orders on Christmas Eve. Um, mm -hmm. And it's basically just fried chicken, sides and dessert, but they'll sometimes have other Christmas themed desserts or beverages. Uh, and it's like, just become a really major tradition. And in Japan, KFC, the Colonel, Colonel Sanders, who you reference, is often portrayed in the Santa Claus costume. So it really adds to the festive atmosphere. And so when we're looking at unique or uh, to us quirky Christmas traditions, the KFC blowing up in Japan with that campaign, it working was a crazy one to me, and I just thought that was really interesting. So I wanted to take in a little, little trip to Japan there, because I didn't really know how they celebrated Christmas. Yeah. Do they do the same thing? They have, like, a parade, and they have, like, a giant Colonel Sanders dressed up as Santa, <laughs> you know, float, hovering over the city. Yeah, it just leads to KFCs. It's a brilliant, really brilliant marketing plan. So, the entire country walks in years and, yeah. into it. So my meal has no pudding, no explosions, no tornadoes, just maybe some high cholesterol with fried chicken. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's wild. It just slowly will destroy you over time. So that was um, that's the Japanese one. So what do you have, Seth, for your second tradition? I hope I hope you like that one. I thought that was really interesting. The one, yeah, absolutely. It's I, I just I, just to see that to go there and see that. You know, I mean, I've never been to Japan or anything like that. I would love to go. Um, and I mean, you know, as yeah. far as food and you know all the culinary pursuits or things you can try out there. Yeah, KFC. Um, yeah, who would have thought? It's like you think about like oh fresh fish and all these great things right. and it's like eh, just the old the old I don't know how many uh, turtle think about that, that, the writing room for that marketing campaign they're like how can we get KFC to be popular in Japan any ideas uh, out there right. you you know that guy got fired with that idea the, the person got fired with that idea it's a crazy idea I can't believe it worked. So, uh, and it catches on. <laughs> it, it took off, and that was in the '70s, so 40 or so years later, and uh, that's that's really crazy. Can you still hear me, by the way? I can. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds okay. sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm just working on my audio, and, and everybody listening, we're going to keep improving the audio. We're early on. Seth's mic sounds good. Mine is sounding tinny to me. Uh, 
Is it sounding tinny to you, Seth? No, no, it sounds fine. Live, a live yeah. mic check on air. That's very professional. Very professional. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, so then again, I can't. My ears are stuffed up, and I can't hear anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I forgot you had the yeah. disease festering within you. So, <laughs> what what is your fourth uh, tradition that you brought here? Your second, rather. So we took our, the next uh, stamp in our passport is going to be Ooh, to nice. India. India. Oh, okay. I don't know anything yeah. about these traditions. Um, I don't know much. Um, I have a couple neighbors actually that around this time. Um, so in India, um, they celebrate the the spelling is D I W A L I. The pronunciation I've heard, um, and I don't have the best hearing, but uh, was typically Diwali. Diwali, um, like D A V, almost. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's a uh, it's pretty significant holiday over there. Um, okay. It's yeah, equivalent of I say Christmas. Um, okay. And you see planning over here. Um, it typically takes place in November. Um, oh, so okay. a little bit before. Um, but what I thought was interesting is it's also called or it's called the Festival of Lights. Hey, um, wait a minute! You have that branded already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was uh, yeah, I was kind of doing some stuff and looking into it a little bit, and I was like, all right, this might. Uh, this For those higher. of you who don't know, Hanukkah is referred to as the Festival of Lights. So mm -hmm. that now apparently there's two two festivals of lights. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we wanted to go do a deeper dive and research it. But um, yeah, yes. my, my research amounts to um, just doing reading up into the point that I feel like I fulfilled my batshit crazy theory and then I uh, bail out. So <laughs> <laughs> that's typically how my research goes. But um, but yeah, no. So but this I'm looking a little more into. So <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a uh, so it takes place in November. They'll um They'll, they'll put lights up outside and stuff. And, um, and honestly, I like it because they just do lights and stuff like that. Not, you know, the big, some, you know, you'll see people have like, you know, the Santa hanging from the window and, you know, the, the sleigh up on the roof and stuff like that. Um, this, uh, they just stick more to, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> kind of, well, I apologize. I do trail off sometimes. <laughs> I'm really working on it, people. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if you were not listening closely, Seth just completely trailed off during his own story, which I love. That was great. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing I noticed in my, I don't know, it's a speech pattern or something over the years. Um, I don't know where it's come from. I don't know if it's um, just getting that feeling that nobody was listening to me and it was just like, or just being not excited about what is <laughs> Well, we can edit it out. It doesn't matter. Sure, uh, I'm not editing that out. That was gold. <laughs> right. That was the best part when you really start to internalize everything and you got in your head and you really start to lose it. Yeah, that's the uh, fun part about being the guy who's editing. I can decide what's edited and what's not. So, um, so, so basically, so where did you learn about this tradition? How do you even know about it? Oh, so, so, yes, so I would see my neighbors and stuff decorate, but it was really nice though, because they'll come over and they'll bring over different sweets, pastries and stuff. And they're really good. Um, some of them, they incorporate pistachio. I love pistachios. Oh, and, nice. Um, some have coconut, not the Is biggest fan. Are neighbors of yours that you celebrated it with? Um, I don't actually celebrate. They, um, oh, okay. they'll, they'll, they'll drop off like different sweets and stuff like that. Oh, I so, see. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. So I haven't, um, actually 
No, now you're asking. I have never been invited over for a celebration. <laughs> so your Christmas tradition set is a completely different holiday. <laughs> no, it's just a, another situation, a string of long situations. So your Christmas tradition is a holiday that takes place in November. Not a Christmas tradition at all. Oh, that's great. <laughs> But it, <laughs> yeah. So I, maybe I should have read more into this. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, if you're listening at home, write in if you've done Diwali. I hope I'm saying it right or know anything about it, and if it ties in at all with Christmas, because it sounds like it's a completely different holiday, which is making me laugh. I love that. Well, well, there was like this festival is as important to, to Hindu the Hindu people as the Christmas holiday is to Christians. Ah, okay, but. all right. So it's just like similar to it, similar to Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. <laughs> Seth's next Christmas tradition is March Madness. This is the NCAA basketball tournament. It's in March. Oh, that's great. Yes, it's um or the uh, uh what is it uh Casimir Pulaski Day is celebrating here in Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, oh, right. You told me about that, right? When does that take place? Uh, what is uh, earlier in the school year? I don't remember. But they they said they used to get off for school, get off of school for it. But now, um, or they would call it Casimir Pulaski Day. But now it's like a teacher planning day or something like that. And but, what is that supposed to be for? So, um, Casimir Pulaski was a Polish general, oh, um, right, and right. as far as I know, the only connection. Um, that it has to Chicago is that Chicago has one of the second largest um, Polish, po- po- excuse me, Polish population next to Warsaw. Wow, and that's it. So it's not like this general, you know, fought for the North right. or anything like that. So they are celebrating a general who fought, not an American general, a Polish general. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. That's an interesting yeah. Was, no, but so yeah. So, but um, but yeah. So, but the no, Diwali, I think, has a closer uh, connection right. to. Okay. So to yours is, is a holiday that's similar to Christmas, at least. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, if anyone out there wants to call in and uh, right. <laughs> correct us or but, set, set, set me straight. Yeah, um, but mainly, please call in and write up, uh, write us about your own global tradition that you know about. We'll share it on air. We'll do a follow-up episode of this because there's hundreds of different global traditions around the world or other holidays that Seth can bring that have nothing to do with Christmas that uh, we can share. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, so that's it. So I'm trying to learn these these things. Like, okay, that qualifies as a real, you know, Christmas holiday or some offshoot of it. No, I I get it. I get where you're coming from. I like that. So that's um that is cool i sound so echoey i hope i don't sound that way in the final version although i fear that i will but i'll have to work that out so basically though just to wrap up this episode basically we've had um we've had the icelandic yule cat tradition and i had the kfc japanese tradition and seth you brought uh the english texas tradition which is wild i love that one and diwali which was technically like what country would you celebrate that in uh, India, India, right? You said India. Okay, great. So we've 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 covered a lot of ground here, a lot of miles, and um, I love that fascinating episode. So I'm going to wrap yeah. it up shortly because I know uh, you have something to do too. But we um, in the upcoming episode, if you're playing along at home, I think the next episode is going to be another Hallmark one, right, Chris? We're doing. Uh, 
Chris. I keep saying Chris because Chris Chris. <laughs> Seth, because we're doing Hallmarks. What movie did we decide on? Uh, Christmas Cottage. Yes. All right. And why did you pick that one? Um, there was. Uh, there were a couple uh, scenes in the trailer that really stuck out to me. Um, I think they do. Was it a Diwali uh, movie? Is it a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was actually anything connected to it other than the title. <laughs> Hallmark's new Diwali Christmas. Uh-huh. And it's, um, it was, uh, oh, no, you, you had told me that, that um, Hallmark is due, about to release their, I guess, their new, uh, or start releasing their seasonal movies. So yes, they did. they they release that generally around October 20th, 22nd, and they'll release the list of all the new movies they have coming out probably the end of September. So that's going to be exciting. Um, okay. So we'll keep hearing news on that. So, yeah, we're just trying to catch up on some old ones that Seth can watch because once it gets to the full swing, we, we want to do some live, maybe do some live tweeting, things like that. It's going to be really uh, interesting. So, um we're just waiting to hear what, when they drop the new list. But, yeah, so if you're playing along at home, go rent wherever you can, Hallmark's uh, Christmas Cottage. Yeah, they, yeah, it's with Merritt Patterson, same person that was in Picture of Perfect Christmas, the one we did last time. That's mm-hmm. going to be great. Coming up, we'll do some fall movies soon. We're going to do some Trader Joe's fall items, fall haul. So email us, write us uh, which ones you would like us to do maybe. We're going to do a pumpkin beer taste test. That's going to be wild. We'll throw our keys in a fishbowl and enjoy that one. And um you know, not drive, stay home for the night. That's going to be a fun one for sure. So thank you all for joining us again for this one. I'm going to try to play some, uh, play us out with some music if I can. Set. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but it's certainly uh, worth a try. If I could find that screen that I had that, that was kind of cool. Um, if I can get it going, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> so bear with me for one second because I like the, uh, the Christmas music that we had. I don't know if it's worth waiting for, but uh, otherwise it just ends. So <laughs> yeah, that's uh, we'll do it. Yeah, we gonna, we'll have an episode where we explore some Christmas music and things like that. <laughs> yes, that's a great idea, Seth. We'll have to do one where maybe we pick like one song and just break it down, or a couple songs or something. So um, actually, there's a great podcast you might want to check out called Tinsel Tunes, where they break down the full history of an individual song. So I don't want to step on their territory, but we can take a couple songs and do our own uh, interpretation, but check out Tinsel Tunes if you like Christmas podcasts. If you haven't yet, it's a really cool one. Uh, I like that one. I don't know how to play this music. Um, I will try to find that another time for us. Oh, here we go. Maybe this is it. Uh, Oh, cool. Is this it? Yeah. All right. I'm going to play it out. Thank you guys so much. Signing off. I am Chad. And I'm Cousin Seth. And uh, we are the Christmas Cousins. I hear music. I hope you do, Seth. And we'll talk to you all soon. Thank you. Take care, everybody.